Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. I hope you all are doing well during this quarantine chaos, and that you are all happy and healthy and not going crazy. (laughs) Today is March 18th, and today, you guys, we are going to take a look at Jacob chapter 6. Now, Jacob chapter 6, Jacob is kind of expounding on the allegory of Zenos, And so it can be a little bit repetitive, but he also teaches some unique doctrines and adds his own interpretations. And so there are some really great things in Jacob chapter six. So let's jump right in. The first thing I want to talk about is kind of a follow up to yesterday. Yesterday, we talked about how the servant of the Lord in the vineyard would be asked to call other servants to come and help in the work of the vineyard. We talked about how those other servants are you and I, and anyone who's willing to jump into the work of God. Now, in Jacob chapter 6, verse 2, Jacob says this, And the day that he shall set his hand again the second time to recover his people is the day, yea, even the last time, that the servants of the Lord shall go forth in his power to nourish and prune his vineyard. And after that, the end soon cometh. So I think that that's an important thing to realize is in the allegory of the olive tree, that final time when they begin to work in the vineyard and that final time when the Lord finally asks his servant to call other servants, that time is the last time that the work of the vineyard would happen, meaning it's the time of the restoration. And I think that that's a really interesting thing is that the work that you and I do in the kingdom of God is different than any of the work that's been done in previous dispensations. The work that we are doing is the last time that God is going to prune and nourish his vineyard. I don't know why, but that gives it more of an intensity, more of a purpose in the work that you and I are called to do. One thing I really love about that quote is that it says that the servants of the Lord shall go forth in power to nourish and prune. I love the idea of the power that Heavenly Father gives us as we go about His work. We're not in His work alone. We're not asked to accomplish everything that we're accomplishing by our own power or own strength. Heavenly Father is with us and He's given us power to work in His vineyard. A quote that I really love by Elder Pingree says this, and now at the beginning of this quote, he's actually going to be quoting Spencer W. Kimball, and then he'll expound on that. He says, Spencer W. Kimball taught, Before we came to earth, we were given certain assignments. While we do not now remember the particulars, this does not alter the glorious reality of what we once agreed to do. Then Elder Pingree says, These divine assignments are not reserved for a privileged few, but are for all of us, regardless of age, gender, race, nationality, income level, social status, or church calling. Every one of us has a meaningful role to play in furthering God's work. Now, if that quote doesn't make you want to just go out and start working, I don't know what will. How incredible that you and I were given specific work to do here in our time on earth. And it doesn't matter who we are, it doesn't matter where we are, we were given a meaningful role to play in furthering his work. 
A lot of times I think we think of the Restoration as a one-time event. It's something that happened in, you know, 1820 or 1830 and now it's over. But the Restoration is still happening today. And it is our privilege that we get the opportunity to play a part in the restoration of the kingdom of God on earth. Elder Eyring says that when you do your part, the Lord adds his power to your efforts. So oftentimes we may hold back in working in the kingdom of God because we feel inferior or we feel that we aren't capable of certain things. Sometimes I sit around waiting because I think, oh, someone else can do this better than I can. But I love that promise of Elder Eyring that the Lord will add his power to your efforts. When you receive a prompting or when you go to work in your calling, go forward with faith and confidence that you are not in this work alone, that your Father in heaven will add his power to the efforts that you are able to give. All right, so let's take a look at verse 3 in chapter 6. Verse 3 says this, And how blessed are they who have labored diligently in his vineyard. I love that promise of those who work in the vineyard. In fact, it reminds me of a verse in chapter 5. The Lord says in chapter 5, verse 71, That if ye labor with all your might with me, ye shall have joy in the fruit which I shall lay up unto myself. So he makes that promise of the joy that we'll have with our efforts and our successes. Heavenly Father wants to bless us and bless our efforts and wants to give us joy in our work in his kingdom. Those blessings and that joy can be ours as we make God's work and glory our work. And as we go forward trusting that God will multiply our efforts and give us power to accomplish the work which he's given us. All right, so let's take a look at chapter 6, verse 5. In this scripture, Jacob says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I beseech of you in words of soberness, that ye would repent and come with full purpose of heart, and cleave unto God as he cleaveth unto you. So the wording in that scripture reminded me a lot of Doctrine and Covenants 8840. Doctrine and Covenants 8840 says this, For intelligence cleaveth unto intelligence, wisdom receiveth wisdom, truth embraceth truth, virtue loveth virtue, light cleaveth unto light, mercy hath compassion on mercy. So in this scripture, the way I understand it is the natural law of things is that we gravitate to that which is like us, right? Intelligence cleaveth to intelligence. Wisdom receives wisdom. Truth will embrace truth. Virtue will love virtue. And light will cleave to light. That that is God's natural law. Now, one time when I was in a singles ward, there was a guy in that ward who gave us a talk in sacrament about that scripture and he used it as justification to tell the girls that they had to be cute and thin and wear makeup if they ever wanted a good husband. (laughs) That is not what I'm talking about here. He was like the most hated guy in the singles ward for a long time after that. (laughs) But what I am talking about is spiritually, it is God's natural law to be drawn to that which is like you. So when Jacob 6, 5 says, cleave unto God as he cleaves unto you, 
It makes me realize that the more we are striving to become like God, and the more that we work to obtain His attributes, the more we will naturally gravitate towards Him and cleave unto Him, and the more He will naturally gravitate towards us and cleave unto us. But that happens as we, as it says in that verse, repent and come with full purpose of heart, as we give it all, as we turn our whole heart over to our Father in heaven, when we check our pride in at the door and want nothing more than to be like Him, we will naturally gravitate towards Him and cleave unto Him, and He will do the same for us. And it's my testimony that as we draw closer unto the Lord, and as He draws closer unto us, we'll have the Spirit in our lives in greater abundance, we'll feel the joy of the gospel truths, and Heavenly Father will be able to rain down His blessings upon us. And most importantly, we'll be able to feel the love of God in greater abundance and the joy of the gospel in its fullness. I know it's true because I've experienced it in my life, and I hope you've experienced it in yours. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. Truly, it means the world to me. I've had a couple people reach out and express such kind words about this podcast, and I cannot thank you enough for your support. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.